wait, shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 151. We're still in quarantine. We're still trying to come up with things to talk about. We're recording a day later, a day after than we usually do. We've got the Tom Brady interview. And honestly, there's nothing else to talk about this week other than the Tom Brady interview. I guess we're probably going to talk a little bit about baseball. There's the MLBs coming up with this game plan that's backed by the CDC, the government, that they can start playing in May, which is... Baseball, man. Just quit. 2021. Amazing. 2021. We'll we'll talk about it, but like the thought of baseball is amazing. But it's a it's a it's a wild plan. I'll just leave it at that for right now. So there's one really the actual- good thing. There's one really good thing that comes out of that, and I'll I'll wait I'll wait to bring that up. But there's I don't like there's like a five point bullet point of like the big highlights of what they're doing to make people play. There's one that I've been begging for that could actually happen, and I'm so excited about it. It is yeah the the game plan is wild, and I can't believe the CDC was like yeah no that makes sense let's do it. It's fucking wild. Anyway, Jared, weekly dump. Quick weekly dump. So we just talked about that. Jeff Passan reports Major League Baseball and the MLBA, MLBPA are focusing on a plan backed by federal health officials that could have players in training camps by May and games soon thereafter. Uh, Chris Sale update says his arm's feeling good. Apparently he's got a nasty cutter and wiffle ball with his right arm. That's pretty good. Uh, too bad. Even if baseball starts this year, we're not going to have Chris Sale as Red Sox fans. <laughs> Look, I understand. I want baseball back like everybody else does. Baseball is my favorite sport. I, baseball, I, it might be your, either that or basketball for you. I love the thought oh, of baseball. baseball. Right? Baseball. The thought of baseball yeah. coming back is great. But, my God, if we have to deal with a team with no Mookie Betts and no Chris Sale on it, I don't want to watch the season this year. I'm gonna, if they play, I don't want to watch the season this year. I don't want to watch this team. I love Eddie Rodriguez. I've got a lot of confidence in the guy. I don't want him to be my ace. I just don't want that. (laughs) Rob Gronkowski wins the WWE's 24-7 title. And honestly, so fucking lame. Gronk wins the 24-7 I mean, it was something that, as soon as you knew he was going to be there, like, as soon as you knew he was involved, you knew he was going to win the title. Because that's just what... It was meant to be. He barely was involved. He came in. I'm not a big wrestling guy. I'm not a big WWE guy. But, like, as soon as it was announced, you didn't even have to watch it to understand that this was going to happen. I thought he was just going to host it because he's got he's got a contract already with the WWE. But, like, and I like Gronk. He seems like a, he seems like a great guy. Like, he's done so much yeah. for the community and everything. But, like, I am just so Gronked out. And he is no... And I mean this with all the love of my uh, in my heart to Rob Gronkowski because I love the guy. Gronk is the worst actor, even in WWE, even for WWE <laughs> standards. Gronk is the worst actor. And can oh, the guy terrible. keep his ass crack away? That's literally it's absolutely terrible. And like you saw this coming, even like when he was bre- like when he was working on Fox, do like during the football season. Like even then, it was like, oh my god, he can't even talk about football right without sounding awful and cheesy. So what's he gonna do with the WWE? My lord, I didn't watch all of it. I turned it off. Awful. I just I'm I don't over. know why he can't keep his ass crack away. No, he just likes to have his ass crack out there. That's all. Because there's <laughs> he used to show when he was playing football, and when he dives off the top of the stage. 
don't know if you actually saw the clip when he dies on top of the stage for on top of his buddy Mojo Raleigh. When he dies on top of him, his ass cracks hanging out. Like God, that's only supposed to happen to fat guys. Like that's a fat guy thing. That's not a that's wrong a fat guy plumber joke. That's not that's not a Jack Buff <laughs> former tight end on CBD like healthy dude like gonna marry Camille Costic. Like that's not meant to happen to him. And last, Tom Brady officially has changed his profile picture on Twitter from him in a Patriots uniform. And he also posted a goodbye message to fans on his Instagram and on his Twitter account. And you know what? To be honest with you, it still doesn't 100% feel real that Tom Brady's gone. No, I, I, I won't feel real. It won't feel real until the season starts. Until the first snap. Until I see him take a snap in a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform. And I, not we're even not preseason. Not even preseason. It'll be like, oh, in a preseason game, it's just split squad. Like he, we're just renting him out to get some fans in the seats, and he's gonna come back and play in box. Right. Like it'll like, it'll be like Gronk last year. Like we all season we were like Gronk might be coming back. Gronk, week nine. Week Brady's nine, coming back, right? You, Brady's coming, coming back. back. <laughs> Brady's coming back, right? Still? Yeah. Okay. Brady posted on Instagram, my journey over the past 20 years in New England has been amazing. It's been a long road, and I wouldn't change anything about it. The support and love of New England fans has always been unconditional. Thank you, Pats Nation. Honestly, I kind of wanted more. That was kind of a lame goodbye message. Even this video, like I I wanted him to sit down in front of a camera and be like, thank you, Patriots fans. I appreciate you guys. But, and and he's kind of, he's already done that with that, post from before that says love you patination but yep. i want to see like a video of him talking being like guys thank you i love you not this not this hype he basically posted a hype video the past 20 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it it's just uh god the worst part about all this too and i think we've been saying this will the bucks just photoshop him out of the patriots uniform and everything they're posting right like, why not <laughs> they're, they're, it's it's not hard we can all do it i'll do it for you but everything they're posting about season tickets, there was a post the other day about re- relocating, like all this stuff, and all of it's with him in the Patriots uniform. I'm like, stop. He's no longer a Patriot. Can you just please have a crap intern Photoshop the damn thing? You guys are an NFL franchise. Like, stop posting Patriots content on your stuff. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. It still hurts. I'm still torn inside. And it's not going to feel any better if you keep posting our boy in blue and silver <laughs> on your season ticket packages. You know what I'm waiting for, Nick? When they're going to hand out season tickets, and they're not going to Photoshop them into a Bucks uniform. They're just yeah. going to put Patriots Tom Brady on their season tickets. Stop. It hurts they all won't. of us. Go away. They're a professional football team, a professional football franchise. How and they, not... can't, they can't get a quality Photoshop of your quarterback, Go the away. greatest quarterback of all time, now on your team. You can't do that. You can't figure that out. Oh, man. We Close my mind. Jared. Oh, I lost. Hey. I lost you for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Right. As long as I mean, I lost you, so whatever. It's fine. That's that was Skype basically just telling us. I agree with you. I hate it. They need to Photoshop Tom Brady into a Bucks uniform. And it's it's just it's just weird to see. And I still hate. It's it's weeks later. I can't get over the fact that it's the Bucks. Like if it was anybody else, I would kind of. Like, I can root for Tom Brady. And I actually we talked about this week on uh, this this week's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Talked about this week. Are you going to root for the Patriots or are you going to root for Tom Brady more? I'm kind of leaning towards. I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards Tom Brady, just because I want to see him go off in Tampa Bay. But it's only because it's the Bucks. If he was with any other team, like if he went to Dallas, like I'm not going to root for Jerry Jones. I'm not going to do that. But the fact that he's with the Bucks, a team that nobody gives a shit about, oh, it's awful. It's horrible. Absolutely. Right, that was 
the weekly dump. Bucks guys, your shit. This show, every show, as usual, brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped. Guys, with the free agency period done in no live sports on TV, there is an increasing amount of excitement around this year's NFL Draft. The NFL Draft is all about new beginnings, and our sponsors at Manscaped, which I used this morning, by the way, are here to give your balls a brand new beginning. I am talking about ball trimmers, baby. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is the is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. There's nothing better than finding a diamond in the rough in the fifth round. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 will help you find that in yourself. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. I've told the story a million times now. When I was a young moron, I thought you had to use little tiny scissors to trim. Guess what I did? I clipped my ball sack. Not happening with the Manscaped Perfect Package with the Manscaped 3.0 Lawnmower. Lawnmower 3.0. The Perfect Package kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. And, of course, let's not forget about the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, guys, right? If you don't, you're disgusting. So why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? You ever smell those things before? They smell. They're horrible. Subscribers get a new replacement blade. Refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, which I have, which I use when I work out, guys, and believe me, they are worth the money. This is the perfect package for your franchise quarterback. That means your penis. That means your balls. Get 20% off free shipping with the code COUCHGUY, C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Listen, guys, if you're going to go hammering a nail, you're not going to bring a screwdriver. You're going to bring a hammer. That is what Manscaped is for your nuts, for your balls, for your penis. Get it for your penis. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Using promo code COUCHGUY, all one word, C-O-U-C-H-G-U-I. Manscaped is the best when it comes to men's below-the-belt grooming. Get yourself the Joe Burrow of trimmers, the Lawnmower 3.0. Hopefully Manscaped just doesn't get wrecked by the Bengals like Joe Burrow will. Manscaped. Nah, they have a better ownership group than the Bengals do. You're good. <laughs> All right, so Tom Brady went on Howard Stern. Uh, so we're recording today, Wednesday, April 8th, pretty early in the day. Uh, Tom Brady went on Howard Stern and was there for, was it two hours? Was it almost it two hours? Two, it was a two-hour interview. He, it he was just sat there. Long. I mean, oh, what else do we have to do, really? God. So, to be That's fair, what else true. is he doing? But, like, when he was on Kirk and Callahan, he'd only be on for, like, what, 20 minutes, 10 minutes? He wouldn't be on yeah, for long. Were, that was forced every week, though. Like, this was something he went out of his way probably – like Stern probably, I bet you Brady reached out. I bet you Brady figured this out. Wasn't like, it weird hearing him just like elaborate on things though? Elaborate. He was swearing. He talked about smoking pot when he was in high school. Like all <laughs> this stuff. Like what? like what? Are you kidding me? Papa Brady accepted that? He's okay with that? Wow. No, he didn't. He didn't. And, and so Tom, Tom actually got like really in depth into things like that. So he talked about smoking pot in high school. He talked about. 
He talked about the alcoholics in his family, which was which it was again, it was weird you know, to hear Tom talk you know, about what this. this whole interview to- did to me too is that it really solidified what the Patriot Way is and that the organization still supports the Patriot Way. It's you don't you never elaborate like this, you don't talk like this. And even interviews like the Jim Gray interview, what he always did every week was a Patriot, like all that's which I hope those interviews still happen because those are great. To oh, they're going to. They're boys. Those are great. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom here. Jim here. How's it going? <laughs> um, but what it told me is the Patriots really do have a handle on in really keeping everything in house and not having yeah. their players speak out. And it for even Brady, who is the goat, he's the best quarterback of all time, and he's just the guy that you always want on your team. Even he was subject to shut up, don't say anything, don't be yourself, and that's probably what half what drove him out of town. But like. It shows to me that the Patriots still have their organizational ways, and it's not going to change now that the dynasty's over. So, just going back to the alcohol thing, though, like he, like he elaborated a ton into his personal life, which is weird. He was talking about the alcoholics that he has in his family, like his, like he's got some uncles who were alcoholics. He's, I think he yep. said it's maybe, maybe one of his grandparents were alcoholics. So he talked about the guilt he would have if he like woke up with a hangover, and he said his dad was always available to him. It was just mm-hmm. it was just weird and different knowing that like this dude's got a brain and this dude right. is actually like willing to talk and it kind of made me think like in the future cuz he he's he's somewhat well spoken it kind of made me realize like in the future if this guy wanted to be a broadcaster he might be able to do it because for years like the past 20 years we've just watched a guy who's like been under the under the thumb of the Patriots way but mm-hmm. It showed that if he wanted to go on stage and talk, he could, he probably could do it. But there were definitely things that he confirmed to us that were – they were wild for me to hear. And one of them was the fact – because we've just been – like we've been questioning this shit for years, Jared. We've been, we've been sitting here like, okay, does Tom actually have trust issues? If he doesn't like this kind of receiver, if he doesn't like this guy, if he doesn't think this, this guy can help the team, is he actually going to not throw him the football? Right. And we've 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 had those like questions, but he confirmed that. So he said this talking about uh, basically trust with receivers, Belichick, all that. He goes, Cole, I would say to Bill, I don't have any trust that this guy can help us win the game. I've definitely expressed my opinion to say if you put him out there, I'm not going to throw him the ball, which we've we've talked about for years. Is it, Why isn't yep. he throwing this guy the ball? He's open. How come he's not throwing the ball? Because if he doesn't trust him, he's just not going to throw him the ball. Immediately, names come to your head. Ojo Cinco? Didn't yep. trust him at all. Didn't Nikhil trust him. Nikhil Harry this year? I don't think he trusted him. Not as much as he should have. He, he did give him the ball. And I think towards the end, Jacoby Myers falls into that too. because he just Jacoby Myers 100% fell into that later in the year. Yeah. Uh, the whole team, he said, the whole team is trusting me to do what's right by the team. So you can't put someone out there who I don't believe in, because if I don't believe in him, it's worthless for the team. I think fortunately for me, coach Belichick always saw it the same way as me, which is why I think we had such a great connection. He saw football very much the way I saw it. All the coaches that I worked with on a daily basis, they wanted the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right there, like he, it was just, it was interesting to hear him confirm something that we've questioned for years and years and years. Why isn't he throwing this guy the ball? Because he just doesn't fucking trust the guy. Get this guy off the field. And don't you yep. think that pissed Bill off at points? Bill's like, hey, Brady, sorry, like this is who we've got on the field. Like you're gonna have to work with these weapons. Brady was like, no. Yeah, but didn't it didn't it sound <laughs> didn't it sound like though that like they're kind of on the same page with that? Like yeah, they, but they I were on the same page with the circle of trust. They, of course it did because last year especially like 
I mean, and you heard Brady too, like, which kind of goes along to last year. Like he knew, he pretty much knew last year, the start of last year that he was not staying past the end of last season. So, yeah. which doesn't really surprise me. I think we all probably kind of hinted, we didn't want to admit it, but we all kind of assumed he was probably gone after the way the contract was structured. But you looked at last year, last year is a great example of Tom. I don't care who you trust, suck it up. This is who we can afford. Like, this is who we got. Figure it out. And they tried last year. They brought in A.B. If he wasn't an idiot, they would have kept A.B. Like, they didn't care about what he did before. He, they only cared about the fact that he was texting the girl that he's apparently had issues with during the season while in a Patriot uniform. So, like, they tried to get him weapons. They brought in the guy he wanted, Mohamed Sanu, over other people. So, like, there's they were efforts last year. And I think Brady just really wanted out. I hate when people put, tweet out that video of Antonio Brown catching the touchdown pass in Miami. Because it just fucking sucks to see that because he was he if he stayed with the Patriots, Jared, he was going to be so good. Mm-hmm. A.B., if he stayed with the Patriots, they were going to be so good. That lineup they had at receiver at that point with Josh Gordon, Edelman, Antonio Brown. Oh, I mean, they saw Demarius Thomas at the time. And like they, he could have been something in this offense. Like it was a lot. They it were was cool. fake. That was like a fake made-up lineup. It just wasn't fucking fair to see that. That was like Madden. That was like playing Madden and like recreating the yeah. entire league and just dragging <laughs> and dropping to make everybody like to make your team the best. That's what they did, and and it still wasn't. He wasn't happy with it. Like, blew my mind. Ro- rolling back to what you said though about uh, him knowing before the season began that it was really his last year. He said oh, that yeah. I don't think there was a final final decision until it happened. Talking about his decision to leave. But I would say I probably knew before the start of last season that it was my last year. I knew where the time was coming to an end. And I think that was, and I said that on this show, I said that on my other show on CLNS, I think that decision was basically made up in his mind when he had the Patriots remove the franchise tag. When he was like, guys, you cannot keep me here. You can't handcuff me here. Do this or I'm going to walk out of training camp. I think it was then when he was like, this is my last year in New England. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think all that stuff, they wouldn't give him more than a one-year offer. Um, it was a joke. They they basically they basically told him through that messaging, we don't want you here, right? We we want Jared Sidham. We think we have something. We want you to play this year because he's not going to be a rookie and play. But after that, we don't know. And then Jared Sidham throughout the year progressed like we're hearing, right? We're hearing all this stuff about that he progressed really well last year. They love what they have in Stidham. That just solidifies the fact that they're ready to move on. They want to see what they have, and they both – it seems like they mutually both wanted to see what they can do without each other, right? Belichick wants to build the next guy before he retires and maybe win, who knows, depending on how fast that happens. And Brady even said it in this interview. He thinks he can provide a lot more value and really wants to see what he can do when the strings are unleashed and when he's unattached. You kidding me? He's playing for Bruce Arians, Nick. Like, he's going to have free reign of everything. He's not going to have any mute button. He's going to do whatever he wants and play for a friendly, a player-friendly coach. And, you know, he even mentioned the Bill thing, like, with with wanting to move on to Jared Stidham in the question before. So he keeps talking about his relationship with Bill Belichick, which has been a huge question mark now for a long time, maybe over the past five, six seasons. And really, since Jimmy Garoppolo got drafted, this the relationship has been a question. And Tom seems to side with Bill. And I'm, I, I don't know if whether or not it's just because he was on radio, if he was in front of the media, or if it's... This is really how he feels, but he said, and this is talking about Bill's decision to go with Stidham. He goes, I got into uncharted territory as an athlete because I started to break the mold of what so many other athletes experienced. I was an older athlete, and he started to plan for the future, which is what his responsibility is, and I don't fault him for that. That's what he mm-hmm. should be doing, which is yep. right. Listen, if you think you've got the next guy, and we love Tom Brady. I can't express that enough. We love the guy. We've dealt with him for years. We've loved this guy for so long. 
But if you, if Bill thinks he's got the next guy, it's his choice. It's his decision to then be like, okay, well, let's move on. This is what we have to do. We're going to move on to Stidham. We think we have the next guy. Tom, sorry, but this is just what we're going to have to do. Yep. And the last part that I really want to hit on with this Howard Stern interview is the Giselle factor. So you texted me about this too. And I've seen people tweet about this. I saw some people were pissed off about this. So past couple seasons, we've been talking about, okay, why is Tom not showing up to OTAs? This is bullshit. You've got mm-hmm. guys who you have to work on your chemistry with. You've got Demarius Thomas. You've got rookies coming in. Come work on your chemistry with these guys. Instead, Tom decided to skip. They're optional, but for a guy who preaches work ethic his entire career, but he's like, Tom, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Well, turns out that him and Giselle were a little on the rocks. Which, mind you, there were reports of this before. Like, there have been rumors throughout the years of them not having the best marriage and all this stuff, which some of them were fake. Some of them talked about, are they divorced? Like, all that crap. But there have been rumblings that, like, Giselle isn't happy with him still playing. So this all lines up. There was in, in So this is what he said. A couple years ago, she didn't feel like I was doing my part for the family. She felt like I would play football all season. She'd take care of the house. Then when the season ended, I'd be like, great, let me get into all my other business activities. Let me get into my football training she's doing. And she's going, when are you going to do things for the house? When are you going to take the kids to school? That was a big part of our marriage. I had to like check myself because she was like, I have goals and dreams too. Two years ago, as it related to football, for me, I had to make a big transition in my life to say I can't do all the things that I wanted to do for football like I used to. I had to take care of my family because my situation wasn't great. She wasn't satisfied with our marriage, and I had to make a change for that. And look, I know that's going to piss off Patriots fans for the football aspect. But guys, like, I'm sorry that a lot of us don't think like this. We understand that this is a real marriage, right? Like, this is real life. They're human beings. They're people. Yeah, these are real life situations. I know there are going to be a lot of 18 year olds online like, oh, fuck Giselle. You know, who cares about her? Tom can do better. Tom, move on. If she doesn't want you to play, that's what she signed up for. I had I tweeted this actually, like basically this this entire my my response and it pissed people off on Twitter and it kind of blew up a little bit. And there was Twitter's one girl. A cesspool. Get over. Yeah. Well, there was there was one girl who was like, "That's what she got when she signed up for marrying Tom Brady. She there was no prenup agreement, so Tom had to fix it." Do, excuse me, ma'am. Do you know who Giselle is? Do you think Giselle gives a fuck about if Tom Brady? Brady's, if anything, Brady needs to make sure she's uh, like right. Giselle needs to sign a prenup. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Does Giselle? Giselle doesn't. Giselle, isn't Giselle worth more than Brady? Giselle's worth a lot more than Tom Brady. Yeah, I thought so. Like, I, I Giselle's the highest crazy, paid model. But... Of all time. Of all time. She's the goat of modeling. Like she lives. Yes. Do you think she gives two shits about Tom Brady's money? No. Listen, no, he's got Tom Tom taking pay cuts for the last ten years. Like, yes. Doing... There are people who want to save their marriage. And I'm sorry that's tough for people to understand. But Seriously. they wanted to work on their marriage. And if these OCAs are optional, Tom's entering his forties in his forties at this point. This is the case. He wants to save this marriage. He wants to help the marriage. He wants to make the marriage better. Well, then, sorry. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, 100%. Speaking from a married man. I really can't. Speaking from from a married man, I don't get how you can be mad at this guy. Like, if my wife ever came to me and said, you know, you're working a lot. Like, you you haven't been home, blah, blah, blah. And I have kids. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that doesn't doesn't line up. You shouldn't. You need to think marriage first. Especially, he's not at the beginning of his career anymore. Like, He's been playing forever. He knew he could get away with not going to OTAs. 
it's fine. Giselle is all on the right to say, hey, Tom, I'm not happy. Like, I have stuff I need to get done, too, and I can't do any of it because you're going to be on the football field 24-7. Like, I need some give and take here. It's right, just it a relationship worked. conversation, it's, and it worked. She got she got him to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm not home enough. Like, I don't need to go to OTAs. I'm good enough. Like, it's fine. And you know, and you know in the Brady house, and you know in the Brady house, <laughs> he literally said to her, I'm the fucking goat. It's fine. I'll, I'll say and, and then they won a Super Bowl. And then they won a Super Bowl that year, so it's really okay. It didn't matter. Like, so Tom it. Brady on Howard Stern this morning. It was a good interview. It was like, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, it's long as fuck. But I would I would recommend going to listen to it. It's a it's a damn good interview. Howard Stern, whether what, how you feel about the guy, how he changed, how he's no longer the same guy he used to be. Yeah. He's a great interviewer. Always has been. Listen to it. Phenomenal interview. Baseball back in May. We're going to talk about this quick. Then one more quick thing. We're going to wrap up the show. Baseball might be back in May. And I read the report earlier that the MLB is backed by the CDC for this game plan. So, you know, parts of it are having the players isolated in hotels in Arizona. For the next four and a half months. The next four and a half months. Okay. Play also, because Corona states. isn't in Arizona. Corona isn't in Arizona. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just, it's there. It's not there. Well, not even that. So they're going to, they're going to test them. They're all going to be put in the hotel. But you know, you're right. Like if, if one case of Corona accidentally slips through the door, if some guy hasn't, doesn't know who's like delivering something. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he spreads it to everybody in the hotel. That's a horrible fucking look. So a, that's a really big risk that you guys are willing to take. But my thing is, these guys are baseball players. And I know a lot of young guys, like probably guys like my age or younger, are probably like, like if they're single, they're like, we just want to play baseball again. Get us to these 10 stadiums in Arizona. They're going to also be playing at Chase Field, the Arizona Diamondbacks Field. They're like, get us down there. We'll do anything to play baseball. I saw one quote. Some guy said, I'll play on the moon if I have to, which is great. But what about the guys like Chris Sale who mentioned this? who have kids, who have families, you're going to lock these guys up like prisoners in a hotel for yep. four and a half months? A hotel. I love baseball, guys. Baseball is my favorite friggin' sport in the world. But you're going to lock these guys. Like, you are putting these guys in essential jail cells that you let them go. You release them once a day to go play some baseball. Here, guys, here's your recess. Here's your jail Basically, time. Here's your yard time. Here's go your yard play- time. Yeah. Like, Go play some baseball and then get your ass back to the hotel. No. All right, no, my boys, lock stop. it up. Back to the cells. Let's go. <laughs> just stop. These, uh, so many of these guys have just have families that you're going to keep them away from for four and a half months. You're going to have them locked up in hotels, released to play baseball, come back. Don't do it. You're forcing it at this point. I know it's going to be a huge money loss, but hey, guess what, you billionaires? You guys can you guys can suck that up a little bit. You can right? deal with that. Sorry. Guess what? There are people around here who are losing their jobs, getting laid off. There are people who are dying for this $1,200 check to come in. You guys can live without your, your giant chunk of change. You can't. I mean, some of the players need it, I think. like, I mean, I get it, like the lower tier players, but even then they don't really need it. Um, compared to a lot of people around the country. And I think well, they're you still need getting to, paid. The players yeah, are getting to, paid. I'm talking about the yeah. owners. Oh, well, yeah. You need to wait this out as long as possible. It's not worth it. It's not worth and it at all. It's, it's really, it's, it. their like, idea is not worth it whatsoever. The, thing is, it, the biggest thing is they're doing all this by tr- because they're trying to have a 162-game schedule. The season's already too long as it is, Nick. They need to shorten the season regardless. Yeah, so you're not having 162 games. You're not, that's what they're trying to do. So, like, that's why they're, they're like, oh, we're going to start up in May, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no. 
your season's going to be way too – it's going to be shorter than it usually is. And you, I can't sit there and say, yeah, I'm confident that you're, you're going to completely not like worry about the season. Like I don't think they're going to lose the season because I think they'll figure something out. Because like even golf, like golf has put a schedule in place to start like end of July and through the November. So like baseball is going to be playing in November. It's going to be cold as heck. But they're going to be playing some games later in November than they usually are, and that's fine. But – they need to be careful with this because, you know, if this doesn't get any better, they could just lose the whole season. I want them to lose the season. Screw it. Like, I don't want to see the Red Sox play this year. I don't want to see Mookie Beth in a Dodgers uniform. I just lose it. Just I'm done. Like 2021. Here we go. Baseball. So both of us, we're not in for it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. The one perk of this, though, if they do bring it back, because like the, the, there's like that list of like bullet points of what you can do. It's that one that says we'll have players mic'd up because no one will be in the stands. <laughs> That's all we've been back. You should let them be mic'd up when they are people in the stands because look at spring training games. It, they do it during the spring, and it's so much fun. Like the year Mookie Betts was mic'd up for the Red Sox, like he was running around the field. Hold on, let me get this one, guys. Ah, yeah, no, I'm, this is going to two. I got to hit the cutoff, man. Yeah, like I love them being mic'd up. So if that happens, great. It should happen Did you anyway. See South but... Korea? South Korea is talking about putting robots in the stands Oh, you can't... Wait, to be fans. What? No, I didn't hear that. That's hilarious. I don't. I don't know if it's South Korea, but there's a there's an Asian country who is talking. I think they're doing it. They're putting robots in the stands. That's hilarious. <laughs> to be fans. So we just talked about in and this is this is my last point of the show. I've got a beef with people online right now, and I've said this a million on times Twitter. now on Twitter. On Twitter, I've got a beef with people on Twitter right now about this. All these assholes who are shaming rich people for donating are insane. There's this there is this friggin' douchebag who is bitching at Mark Zuckerberg for donating $25 million because that wasn't enough for her. Because this person wanted him to donate more of a percentage of his money. He donated $25 million. You know what would have been a better thing for him? Just to not donate his money. Because then at that point, you're not seeing anything. But he donated $25 million. And you're like, oh, that's not enough money, Mark Zuckerberg. And people are also mad at Jeff Bezos, who has unfathomable amounts of money. Unfathomable. He donated $100 million. And people are still, that's not enough for people. It's never going to be enough for anybody. It will never be enough for anybody. The fact that anybody can find it in them to bitch about these people donating $25 million and $100 million... It's so it's so gross. It is so friggin' gross. All of this is gross. The, all these leagues are putting their own agendas first. Everything that's going on right now is gross. Like all the like major ball players, like commissioners, things like that, like met with Trump, and like you know they're all working behind the scenes to get sports back quicker than it should be. Um, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about these people on Twitter who are just bitching about people. Well, no, I know, but like. Yeah, but it goes back to just, like, everything, though. Like, people are bitching at all this stuff, and it's like, but all this stuff's a waste. Like, I don't think sports should be back until it's absolutely confident that we can get people in the stands. All these people are kind of worrying about, like, no fans in the stands, all this stuff. And it's like, why are we even caring to do that? Like, it's only because the owners don't want to lose money. That's the only reason why everyone's pushing this. Right. But even even just, like, away from sports, just these people who are just bitching, like Darren Ravel, even, I guess, I guess kind of a sports thing. Darren Ravel was bitching about Jeff Bezos donating $100 million and how that like wasn't enough based on how much money he has. It's $100 million. Yeah, you that's so stupid. That like the, $100, the $100 million goes so far. Like, and even like Jamel it's Hill. It's a, did you see what Jamel Hill said this week? 
Um, I think so. Remind me. I know exactly what Jamel Hill will find well, she, anything yeah. to fucking complain about. Robert Kraft, and it goes mm-hmm. back to Donald Trump. Robert Kraft donated 300,000 masks to New York. And flew, and flew the plane, mind you. So gave the plane to fly yeah. to China and back. Yeah. Very generous, right? Not for Jamel Hill, because Robert Kraft was pals with Donald Trump, because Robert Kraft donated money to Trump's campaign, He which he also did to Obama. Which, okay. And I don't even know if Robert Kraft donated money to Trump's campaign. But can we just look at something that somebody did good and just accept that they did something good and just put politics aside for one second? Yep. Because, who, again, who knows if Robert Kraft actually did donate, but he did something incredible to help during a pandemic. Yeah, Are we seriously, seriously going to try to find something wrong with that right now? Yeah. He flew his plane across the world and donated all these masks to help New York, his rival city. But he supports Trump. So, mm. again, it would have almost been better for Robert Kraft just to not do that because then we wouldn't be have he wouldn't be getting slammed online for helping. That's nah, a good cause. It was worth it. It's it, the people people on Twitter have just been gross. Twitter, Facebook, it's just been a gross time for people because they just people just take shots for no reason at these at these. These, these huge amounts of money that some of these rich people are donating. The fact that you can even yeah. find anything negative in that tells you tells you how you really view the world. And it's not yeah. good. It's not good. It's not good. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, 151 in the books. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. Guys, follow us on Twitter at Nick Quag at Jared underscore Scally. Follow Couch Guys Sports on Twitter at Couch Guys Sports and the Couch Guys Sports Podcast on Twitter as well at Couch Guy Podcast. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on, on Spotify and also rate and subscribe. Well, you can't rate, but subscribe on YouTube as well. And watch the show, guys. Spread the word. Do all that good shit. Nick Qualio, Jared Scally, Guys, we'll be back next week for episode 152. Thanks for watching and listening. Oh, wait. Shit.